Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on Cricket Podcast with me, Neil Manthorpe. And alongside me today, we have Steve Harmison to discuss uh, the latest game, India's very impressive, belated entry into uh, the tournament. And what a win it was against South Africa. They won with two and a half overs to spare, although you got the impression that if they'd wanted to, they could have won with ten and a half overs to spare. Hardik Pandya will carve that away for four. And India start their World Cup campaign with a win. Win by six wickets with two and a half overs left. They'll go back very satisfied to get those two points up on the board. Harmi, that was, and let's start with India. We'll talk about South Africa in a minute. That was a very impressive entry from uh, India, wasn't it, first game? It was a very professional performance. I thought the bowlers were excellent. I thought the bowlers, the new ball bowlers especially, were, were really good. And we talk about it, Manners, we talked about it for ages, about how you stop these fantastic batsmen on these small grounds with the big bats. How do you stop these scoring rates? Well, simple. You take wickets and you take wickets in the middle. And I think India India had the perfect performance. They, they got there you know, off to a winning start, took wickets in the middle, uh, which slowed South Africa down. And if it wasn't for, for Morris um, and his, the way he batted at the end, if it wasn't for Morris, they could have been all out for 160, 150, 160. And that would have been a sad, sad way for, for South Africa to, you know, to the three games in. And they are struggling at this moment in time. But I don't think Rohit Sharma got out of second gear. I thought he, he, batted, he batted superbly. Rabada was magnificent, but I think he... I think Sharma, he, he played like a test match innings in English conditions, which were quite favourable to the bowlers at times. And I, I don't think he got out of second gear. Yeah, he, well, he, he didn't, did he? I mean, I, I was I, I mentioned uh, throughout the day that it, it looked, or throughout the innings anyway, 
that it looked, uh, although Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli said afterwards that the pitch was difficult and it was, and Faf Duplessis said that the pitch was difficult, but it just seemed to me that India were like a cat that had caught a mouse and were just taking its time killing it. I mean, uh, they, they, as you said, I mean, it looked like they just wanted to spend as much time as possible in the middle knocking the runs off. It did, and it's, they haven't, they've had a, was it seven day or eight day gap where they've had to wait because of the IPL and they were granted this dispensation that their tournament would start later. And it just seemed that, especially when Dhoni came in, Dhoni just looked as though he was having a net. Uh, Rabada needed a ball 20 overs for South Africa for them to stand any chance of them winning because of, I think Faf said it at the end, uh, they were probably one seam of light and could talk about South Africa's misgivings, but when you lose one of the all-time greats, just before before your tournament really kicks in. And he's one of your main seamers to look at, and that's Dale Steyn. He is a very, very difficult man to replace, and I, I think it, it shows in South Africa's bowling attack that they're just the one seamer short. And I think Faf said if we had that extra seamer, 10.30, overhead conditions, he probably would have bowled first. But because they were playing the two spinners and needed to get a score on the board, that completely backfired them. I was disappointed in that, to be fair, man, as I thought, you know what, if that's the game plan, even if you're playing two spinners, if the conditions suit, especially in England, you bowl first. And I thought that was a mistake. Well, let's talk about South Africa in just a moment. But uh, before we do... Let's hear what uh, Faf Duplessis told uh, Sky Television after the game. Yeah, look, I thought India was magnificent on a tough pitch. Um, they bowled really well. Uh, they, their bowling attack is strong. They've got, they've got all bases covered. They've got good fast bowling and then they've got spinners through the middle that always gets wickets. Um, so I thought we did well to almost like crawl back into the game a little bit with the bats. And then the spinners came on and they ran through our middle all a little bit and then we clawed back with the bat again. And then started well with the bowling and then some really good batting from Rohit. Um, good striking, you know, you're going to get a bit of luck here and there. But he did what he did, we didn't do. He got 100 and, and saw uh, the innings through. I guess batting first was the right thing to do after winning the toss. Were you a little surprised with how much the pitch had for the seam bowlers? Because when you looked at it, it looked white and seemed like a perfectly good batting strip. Yeah, um, two things. Um, you know, the, the build-up to the match, um, the, all the info said it was a really good pitch, lots of runs being scored. Um, even the warm-up games, was good good runs scored. And also the makeup of our team, you know, with all our fast bowling resources gone, um, we picked an extra spinner to try and attack with a spinner, and then you have to hopefully get a score and then bowl second with a spin a little bit. Um, if we had Stein and Giri, we'd probably have an option to bowl first under undercast conditions, but the makeup of a side doesn't allow that. I can understand the pressure that Rabada is carrying, you know, with uh, Stain, not the Ngiri, another wicket taker, but this guy is special, isn't it? Even single-handedly was creating the pressure that he wanted. Yeah, he was a champion today. Uh, he was extremely unlucky. I've never yeah. seen so many balls just <laughs> fall in different areas. But sometimes, you know, that's how the game goes. When you're not playing your best cricket, little 50-50 things goes against you. Um, We've got to try and make sure we turn those 50-50s um, towards us again. But he was unbelievable today. And I also thought Chris Morris, who hasn't played a lot of cricket for us, um, he was excellent today. Well in with pace and then good control and even got 40-odd runs towards the end there. So probably the two standout performances from us today. So how's the feeling now? Three matches, three losses. The first one was really unexpected. What's the mood? How are you going to handle this? Yeah, the mood's obviously, I mean, the guy's a little bit down, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a change room that is hurting. Uh, 
we're trying to make sure that we keep fighting but small things we're still making mistakes all the time you know today was once again a great example of someone not not batting through that's what you need in england you need to set runs with one guy batting through and then if you can get a total your bowlers can try and put some pressure on but to have so many 30s and 40s is not acceptable. Homi, there were a lot of uh, gambles taken by South Africa when they chose the squads. Dale Stain was only 60% fit. Um, one or two injuries, uh, injury concerns to Lungi and Gidi and also to Kakiso Rabada. But they felt that th- there were all risks worth taking. But I wanted to ask you about Hashimamla. His numbers over the last 18 years, and I know that... uh, 18 months, I beg your pardon. (laughs) Over 18 years, they've been brilliant. Been brilliant, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, um, statistics can can lie and they can be disingenuous. But over the last 18 months, his numbers have been disastrous, really, compared especially when you look at his career. He's 36 years old and he's been struggling. And he was picked on reputation and he was picked on sentiment. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, he's not the only great to maybe have played on a little bit longer. Am I being harsh? Um, I don't think you're being harsh because I think the numbers tell you that. I think there's quite a few. There's a few players. You know, Pakistan weren't going to pick um, Amir because of his numbers were poor, but because circumstance, they had to pick him in the end because they tried and there was nobody else to to turn to next. The the hard thing for South Africa, and I feel for them a little bit. I look at their batting, and the batting looked toothless today. I look at the great sides in this tournament who are going to be challenging. They've all got three and four X-Factor batsmen, if not five X-Factor batsmen. And I only really see one in this South African side, and that's that's Quentin de Kock. And I think because of 18 months ago, A.B. de Villiers decided he wasn't going to play cricket in one-day nationals again. I almost thought you, they have to keep had to stick with Amla. I didn't see any other way of the experience. Once you lose De Villiers, that's a huge experience out of your lineup, especially just before the World Cup. So I think even on reputation, I think they still had to bring Hashim Amla. Dale Stain has fallen by the wayside. You knew that the the problems he's had. I just think the, the selectors and Otis Gibson and the captain are just hoping that, you know what, in a major tournament, class will come out in the end. And unfortunately for, for Hashim Amla, who has been a great player, and there, there will be glimpses and, and still will be. But at 36-year-old, I don't think South Africa had anywhere else to turn. Uh, you know, Manners, you know better more than me about the, the state of the Oakland batsmen and the people that are there to play in South Africa. But would you really trust? Would you really trust somebody on your selection? Do you go? Do I not bring him because he scored him runs? But I'm leaving out one of the all-time greats. Bear in mind, De Villiers is not coming either. I just think that would have been one one hell of a gamble, and it's something that England did before 2015 World Cup, and you've seen how shambles England were in that that tournament. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure they had anywhere else to go other than to bring Hashim Amla with them to England. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I was very sympathetic towards uh, the selectors. I think uh, that they were rather wondering, or if not hoping, that Hashim might call it uh, himself and actually uh, retire. But he... he, You know, uh, the selectors... One of the selectors said to me, he deserves to go out. He deserves this World Cup. Mm. He is one of the great players. He deserves to go out with uh, a, a, a World Cup appearance. But but it was almost tantamount to admitting that they knew that he was well past his best. And he's just... Uh, he's looked... Uh, it, 
he is looked desperate, really. And what does South Africa do do now? I mean, do they do they just say, well, you know, we we have to win eight games in a row to win the World That's Cup, it. six to get into the semi-finals, and and just encourage everyone to to go out swinging or at least try and regain some pride? But to be honest, man, as if they win six games, if they win the six games, get to the semi-final, they'll win the World Cup. You know what? You know the momentum that will give winning every game between now and the end of the tournament. Um, they have to win them all. Possibly, they might get away with get away with five five wins with a possible an improvement on their net run rate. But I, I, I can't see where they're going to get the the win from. They've played the two best sides in the tournament, would you say, in England and in um, in India? But I'm not sure. The next games against the West Indies, and you know what hit and miss they are. And then they've got a nice one against. That's not a nice one against Afghanistan. If you're you know, struggling and devoid of confidence, especially if you're not getting runs, because if you're not getting runs against someone like Afghanistan, their bowling attack, Majib and, and Rashid Khan, are very very good at squeezing teams in the middle. So they've got two tricky games coming up uh, in the next two. And if they haven't won one, possibly two out of them, then they are on the plane home. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was predicting lots of close games. I was predicting a really, really closely fought round-robin section. Um, and we talk about there's only three knockout games, but I, I just think they'll be more like seven or eight. Yeah, um, definitely. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, let's hope that's uh, the case. Let's turn back to India then and hear what Virat Kohli had to say after to the game when he spoke to Sky TV. It was challenging throughout the whole game. So from our point of view, I think it was very important to start off on the right note. Um have a win that was complete in all aspects of the game. Yes, we might not have had the run rate. Uh, you know what, you look at the scoreboard and you say it's a low total, but if you look at how the game went and how the pitch behaved, it was challenging. And hats off to you know Rohit especially, his innings was absolutely special. Uh, looking at how difficult the conditions were and all the guys that batted around him, small little partnerships. I would say a very professional win and uh, very important to get across the line straight away in the tournament. Absolutely. I was very curious actually to know what you were thinking. Had you won the toss, would you have batted first or you would have batted first? No, no, no. We were going to bowl first. Okay. So, so that suited you. Yeah, we knew the conditions, especially with the new ball, are always going to be difficult and they were coming off two losses. So, you know, you have to sort of make sure you get the first, first 15 right. And then we got into the game straight away in the first 10 overs. Again, Bumrah and Bowie outstanding. Jaspreet is just operating at a different level right now, to be honest. Yep. Um, the way he's bowling, you know, the batsmen feel the pressure all the time. It's not, you know, the, the bowler who's feeling the pressure. So, I mean, credit to him. He's, he's got the skill sets. And then Chahal was outstanding as well. Yeah, but we would have bowled first anyway. Yeah, because you're talking about five wickets from spin and everybody's going to be talking about that impact. But you mentioned Bumrah, two wickets in the first six overs. Amla and Quinton Tikkok. Those are you know, great wickets to have. You know, there's one thing when you see a bowler bowl and then when you catch the ball, you understand the, the heaviness of the ball and the pace. And I caught that ball, promise you. For the next 15 minutes, my hands were buzzing. And I told him, you know, my, I can feel the pain in my hands. And that's how quickly he's bowling. I mean, the batsmen have literally no time on the ball. It's not like he's giving you any freebies. Forget it with the new ball anyway. When he's trying Yorkers and he gets one wrong, that's a different case. But I think with the new ball, he was absolutely outstanding to get Amla out like that in one-day cricket. I haven't seen that happen. And then, you know, Quinny as well, he rushed him for pace. I mean, he's just brilliant. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, Homer, you almost got the impression there that uh, he was pi- trying to uh, pay some <laughs> respect to South Africa. I mean, he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to come out and say that. Well, that was a stroll in the park. No, um, and Virat's quite good at that. I think he's quite good at you know, understanding. I think the 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 more experienced Virat Kohli. I think five years ago he might have come out and said, "Well, we were unbelievable. We we sort of." We murdered them. We murdered them, sort of thing. We were, but that's that's the way Virat has changed, and that's where he's he's matured, and that's why he's the best player that there is in the game at this moment in time, and that's all. What, as well as you know, the person that Virat Kohli is, I think that's why he's he's getting more and more liked by all spectators around the world because he seems to have more respect for the game, um, for want of a better word. But I agree. I think he was trying to hold back to say how good his side was. But on the other hand, I don't really think they were challenged too much other than Rabada when he had the ball in his hand. Apart from that, Morris bowled reasonably well, but I thought I thought I thought I don't think Robert Sharma got out of second gear. Donny had a bit of a net. The rest, they got little fits and starts, but I took it set up well. It just seems that India, if Coley doesn't get runs, Robert Sharma does. And I I, I was concerned, Manners, about this Indian side and this this favourites tag because when you look at their batting lineup, if you can get Virat Kohli in and Sharma in in and out early, the the you've you've got Bhuvneshwar Kumar coming in at number eight, 
um, that's that's a reasonably long tail. Uh, but it seems that the top order fire every single time, and that's why the that's why they are one of the favourites. And uh, just think, they didn't play Ravindra Jadeja mm. today or Mohammed Shami. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most teams uh, in this tournament would certainly like them as squad members, if not starting eleven. So looking really good. Let's turn our attention to the, the tournament in general now. Then, are you are you still of the mind that England and India are runaway favourites, or are there any of the other early, very early days? But any of the other teams uh, caught your eye? Yeah, I think England and India are are rightly firm favourites. I think the likes of We've seen, as we've seen yesterday, Pakistan can beat anybody on their day. Um, the West Indies, you just we we covered them in the winter, man. As anything could happen with uh, with that team, I don't see Afghanistan, I don't see South Africa, I don't see Sri Lanka really being in the competition. Bangladesh probably being in the competition, and then you've got sort of that five teams for that you know two teams for that one spot and I think it might be New Zealand and the West Indies fighting for the the, the fourth spot like I said before that that Indian top order if it fails and I think it could fail against extreme pace then I think I'd worry about the, the lower order I look at England and I see England against extreme pace and there's one team that comes to mind here is Australia their bowling unit Stark Commons you know, the, the big boys that can hit the pitch hard, bowl quickly, I think they can trouble top orders. And I think if you get, like we've seen in this game in India, if you can get top order wickets, you slow teams down. And then that middle order period, if you can get one or two, and if you've got a game changer in that middle order, which Australia have, I think the bowling unit for Australia is something I would be wary of if, looking, if I was a team in this tournament. Because I think that that, that is the strongest bowling unit. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that how they stay fit. Can they stay fit for the for the nine group games, as well as going into what would be a potential semi-final and then potentially a final? Um, I really like the Australian bowling attack. You mentioned New Zealand, and uh, as I'm talking to you now, they are 101 for two, needing 245 against Bangladesh, and they appear to be cruising, needing less than five and over. I really like the look of New mm. Zealand. I called them as semi-finalists uh, oh, a month ago. I reckon they've got terrific depth, um, uh, and they, they cover all the bases. So um, I want to ask you a, for a prediction, Australia against the West Indies tomorrow at Trent Bridge. But before that, just quickly... Concerned about Pakistan beating England, or concerned for England, or or not? No, not definitely not. Um, England do this every now and again. They do have a, a little blip and a little a wobble. If there was something that glaringly stood out, that was the rest of the tournament. The rest of the team in the tournament go ah, this is where we can get at England. I didn't. That wasn't really the case yesterday against by the other day against Pakistan. England beat England the other day in their fielding department. You know, the lacklustre in the field, the catching was poor, the, the ground field. And, and that's something that every now and again, you have one of them days. Two fantastic innings, Root and uh, Butler. Archer had a day where you know, it might be good for him. You know, I learn about Jofra Archer as an England cricketer. So I don't think that was a bad thing for him. I thought Wood was excellent. I thought Moan Ali was good in that in that middle period. Rashid, there's a lot of concern to talk about Rashid having a bit of bit of tap. I just thought it was familiarity against Pakistan. He's now played seven games against Pakistan in five weeks, and the fantastic players of spin. So I think they had Rashid's number, 
But I think England's field let them down and I don't see that happening again and again and again throughout the tournament. I think the skill sets were a little off, but not too much. I still I still think England are rightly favourites for this tournament. Army, Archer, I'm not surprised he was fined 15% of his match fee because uh, he did not have a naught for 80 day. I mean, he did, but that wasn't a naught for 80. He didn't bowl like naught for 80. No, he didn't. But it was it was just one of them things that happens in the game. This one day game now, it's you can you can every now and again just leak a few runs where you get an inside edge down a fine leg, third man and fine leg are a bit square on these small grounds, and you bowl a good ball, again nick four runs, and then all of a sudden you bowl three of them. You got that's that's twelve runs you've conceded in three balls, and it's <laughs> it soon mounts up where you think, you know what, that was a good ball, and I think you have to be philosophical about it as a bowler. You have to take it on the chin and go, well, I, I didn't bowl that badly. If I bowl like that tomorrow, on the next day and the next day where it comes, I'll get I'll get four for forty. I might go, I, I might get naught for seventy, but <laughs> there's a there's a game where I'm going to get four for forty bowling exactly the same lines and exactly the same length. So I just think that's what I mentioned before. I think this could be a it might have been a bad thing for Archer to experience a day like this in an England shirt to see how he bounces back. Full confidence that he'll bounce back because I've seen him the way he plays in the the IPL and the Big Bash. Nothing really seems to fears him. So hopefully he's just you know I put it to one side. So right, if I hit them same areas on on Saturday, I could get I could get four for forty. Yeah, take it on the chin and swear at the Move umpire on. and swear at the umpire yeah. and pay fifteen percent of your match fee. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, we'll not do that again. No, no, exactly. Um, right then, Australia West Indies. It's mouth-watering prospect. Who who's your money on? I know you keep it in your wallet, but if you yeah, were yeah, I, I think the Aussies. I think that Australia. I just think their bowling attack against the West Indies is probably what. Yeah, other teams are uh, teams with 80 to 85 mile an hour bowlers will get you know will go around the park possibly against the big hitters of Gale and you know Hope's not a big hitter but Hope's a fantastic player like Root and a bit like Babar Azam to move the ball manipulate the ball very very well um, Hepmeyer all these lot but when you're talking Cummins and Stark you know these boys that can ramp it up to 88 89 and beyond I think it's a different game when you've got Pierce, and I'd be interested to see how the West Indies go with that. So, for me, I'm going to back Australia tomorrow because I think they are, I think they're one of the the outsiders, you know, one of the, the third or the fourth teams that potentially could win this tournament because of the bowling, and I think that'll be the difference tomorrow. Fantastic, thank you very much indeed, uh, Harmy. Remember. Everybody, you can join us again tomorrow for another episode following the match between Australia and uh, the West Indies. This has been Following On with Steve Harmison and myself, Neil Manthorpe. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we'll talk to you next time. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe, 
for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.